Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast. Fearless Mom is a shame-free, guilt-free, judgment-free community of moms who are doing our best to set our kids up for their best. We know you're busy, Mom, so we don't want to add to your already long to-do list. We just want to help you be intentional in what you're already doing. This season will help moms better understand themselves and their children as they embrace the responsibility of raising up children who become resilient, courageous, and hopeful adults. We'll talk about everything from the value of daily rhythms and routines to creating your own family boundaries with technology. And rest assured, we most definitely will laugh along the way. It is our theme verse after all, Proverbs 31, 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. This is Julie Richard. I'm so glad you're with us today as we continue working together to lighten our loads. We embrace the weighty responsibility of motherhood without letting the worry, the mom guilt, and the overwhelm weigh us down. And today we are going to take a look at overwhelm, how if we take a look around, we notice that actually everyone, not just moms, but everyone seems to be operating in overwhelm. So much so that we've simply come to know and accept this feeling of overwhelm as normal. And we are anything but normal over here at Fearless Mom. And so we believe that when we seek out God's design and God's desire, His plan for us is anything but normal. So we're going to work together to raise up courageous and hopeful kids. And we know that the best way we can do that is to learn to be courageous and hopeful ourselves. So let's pray and figure out how we can respond to and reduce this overwhelm. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for the gift and the blessing, the responsibility of motherhood. I thank you for the gift of technology that connects us to so many moms. And God, I thank you for your word, your promise of grace. We lean in and lean on you. And we ask right now that you settle our hearts and minds and open our eyes and ears so we can see and hear what you want us to learn today so we can be the moms you have created and called us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Overwhelm. What do I mean by overwhelm? This is our definition of overwhelmed. The physical definition, it is a literal physical term, means buried or submerged. But that is a physical representation of the emotional sensation. The emotional sensation of overwhelmed is overcome, overtaken, or overpowered by thought or feeling. Overcome, overtaken, or overpowered by thought or feeling. And that's what we're talking about today because I believe, I'm going to tell you, 99% of moms are operating in overwhelm. And when you're operating in overwhelm, you may not see it in yourself. So 
We're going to take a deep breath, pause, and look at the signs and symptoms and say, what can we do about it? Is there something? Obviously, we believe there are choices we can make and actions we can take to reduce that overwhelm. Overwhelm happens gradually over time. That's what's happened in our world, I believe. It's like I had a washer and dryer years ago. This was, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago. And over time, it started working a little less effectively, a little less efficiently each day. The water wasn't coming out quite as much. And then it would only come out of the hot or only come out of the cold. But it was still working. So I was doing laundry every single day. And after a while, Mac was home one day and he called me. I wasn't there. And he said, hey, I'm trying to do a load of laundry, but something's wrong with the washer. And I said, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's fine. It'll work. It just comes out really slow. And it may just come out the hot or the cold. So just check it before you start the load. And he said, and and I couldn't figure out the dryer either. And I said, oh, yeah, it works too. You've just got to open and close the door a couple of times. And if it doesn't start working, just kind of hit it with your hip. I know it sounds ridiculous now, but guys, it had become so normal to me. And Matt goes, how long have these not been working like this? And I said, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe a month or now that I think about it, maybe maybe a year And he said, hey, I've got an idea. How about we get these fixed? I said, sure, that'd be awesome. Obviously, we did get them checked out and we needed new ones. I did laundry every single day, every day. But I'd gotten so used to the broken washer and dryer that it had become normal. They were getting the job done, just barely, to be fair, but they were getting the job done less efficiently, less effectively, but it was working. Why didn't I do something about it? Why did it take so long? Why did it require Mac looking at it, someone fresh eyes on it? Because it happened gradually, little by little, a little each day. It wasn't an all of a sudden the washer and dryer don't work kind of thing. It was gradual. I'd actually forgotten what having a functioning, efficient, effective washer and dryer were like. The barely functioning washer and dryer had become normal to me. I think this is how we got to this normal state of overwhelm, this universally normal state of overwhelm. And I think there's several different factors. I think if we look at technology, if we look at kids' activities and sports and the increase in academic challenging classes, I think then we can see how little by little, step by step, we all got to this state of overwhelm. Just look at technology. The iPhone was introduced in 2007, just 15 years ago. And now, 85% of U.S. adults have a smartphone. Over just 15 years, it became everywhere. It wasn't a novel thing. Almost everyone has a smartphone. Actually, 86% of the global population in 2022 have a smartphone. And the impact of technology has been gradual but rapid at the same time. That's a pretty short amount of time to impact our lives so rapidly. I am not anti-technology. I just believe with any improvement, with any advancement, with any invention, 
We need to look honestly at how it impacts our lives and how we need to be intentional about setting boundaries. So yeah, technology impacts our lives in a massive, massive way. And technology isn't the only thing that's changed over the last 20 years. Activities and programs and competitive sports for children and students have increased dramatically over the last 20 years. Activities for preschoolers, private lessons even, to travel, cheer, and soccer, and basketball, robotics, voice, band, equestrian, you name it. You can pay for your child to compete in it. And for just a little extra, your child can receive private instruction to increase her chances of making the team, of being happy. Moms, we are such easy targets. If a coach or a trainer comes up to us and says, you know, I think she could be competitive. I think he could play on the next level up. We start shelling out money like it's water. One study revealed that kids' activities lead to debt for 79% of parents. All of this debt for what? For what? So that she makes the travel team that, by the way, costs even more money and time. But again, it's with the purest of hearts and the best of motives. And it's one activity, one program, one commitment at a time. It's gradual, just like the technology. And then you layer in academics. When we look back at our childhoods, at our teenage years, with the exception of maybe final exams or ACT and SAT prep, most tutoring happened at school or doing school hours. And now it is not unusual to see multiple tutoring sessions in coffee shops on every night of the week at all hours. And so many of these tutoring sessions are for advanced classes. Begging the question, if this child requires so much tutoring, is the advanced class right for him or her? Does tutoring keep him from having any downtime or hangout time with his friends or extracurricular activities or church activities? Again, the purest of motives and the best intentions But we've got to press pause as moms and say, okay, I recognize that we are running at a rapid pace, that I, as a mom, my brain is running at a rapid pace. It's technology, it's activities, and it's academics. The pace at which we're living our lives has changed dramatically over the last 20 years. And now, This universal feeling of overwhelm has become totally normal, and none of us is operating as effective or as efficiently as we could. And we certainly aren't making space for the peace and the hope and the joy in our hearts and our homes. Our definition of overwhelmed is this, the emotional feeling of overcome, overtaken or overpowered. It is that feeling of being overcome, overtaken, or overpowered by thoughts and feelings, by all the things, not having time, not making time to process all the thoughts and feelings we're having. 
the emotional term overwhelmed actually comes from the physical term of overwhelmed. The physical means literally to be buried or submerged. And I think if we are honest, so many of us are barely keeping our heads above water. And we know that we can't operate at our best that way. But one of the symptoms of overwhelm is you see the problem, but you can't figure out what to do about it. And then you look around, you're like, well, everybody else is living this way. So this just must be it. This technology-saturated, hyper-scheduled, and therefore overstimulated world, it is what it is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. In other words, all of you who are in overwhelm. And I will give you rest, he says. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. That is the opposite of overwhelm. You will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Jesus's design and desire is rest for your souls. He will give you rest. So we're going to lean in and lean on Him, and we're going to embrace the promise that He will give us what we need, that He will provide the rest. We've got to do our part, and then He will do His part. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is our goal, that we overflow with hope. We're all looking to be the best moms we can be, and we want to raise courageous and hopeful kids. We've got to figure out how to be courageous and hopeful ourselves. We know that we are fountains, and our kids are drinking our overflow. So we want to overflow with confident hope so that that's what our kids are drinking. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. That's how we're going to overflow with confident hope. Guys, we've got some very simple, practical ideas of how you can lean in, lean on God's promise, and then put a few simple things in place to reduce the overwhelm in your heart and in your home. I'm always looking for trusted, helpful resources to share with our Fearless Mom audience. We wanna help you filter through the clutter of all the authors and so-called parenting experts out there. Dr. Chinway Williams is a therapist, speaker, and author from Atlanta, Georgia, and we love what she writes and says, especially about practical ways we can help our kids feel seen. This is an important part of creating a home that feels safe and secure, as well as strengthening the parent-child connection. And we are thrilled that she'll be with us at the 2023 Fearless Mom Conference in February. We have a special offer just for you. Use the discount code PODCAST to save $10 on your registration. You can get more information and register at fearlessmom.com. All right. 
We're going to figure out together how we can respond to this feeling, this sensation, this really epidemic of overwhelm. What are some symptoms? Disproportionate reactions. This is emotional dysregulation, big tears or tantrums and irritability about small things. And you're thinking, yeah, that's not just my kid. That's me. You're right. You're not the only one. If you feel like you are responding disproportionately to your circumstances or situations or irritations, maybe you find yourself significantly worrying or becoming pessimistic difficulty concentrating, or maybe you're procrastinating. You have a sense of dread when approaching a task and you want to enjoy it, but you can't figure out how. That's overwhelm. You have a sense of urgency about everything and you can't see any way out of the busyness. That's overwhelm. When you see the problem, I can look at my calendar, I can look at my life and go, I know I'm not supposed to live that way, but I can't figure out how to get out of it. And if you aren't careful, you can easily take on that that victim mentality where this is happening to me and there's nothing I can do about it. Well, we are going to embrace a fearless mindset and say, you know what? I can respond. I can make some changes. There are choices I can make and actions I can take that will help me get my head above water. And instead of feeling overtaken and overcome, I can float and be at peace and live with hope and joy. Cling to Ephesians 3.20. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. His power is at work in you to accomplish infinitely more than we might imagine, ask, or think. So that infinitely more is reducing this overwhelm. Sure, it's normal, but we are not going to settle. We're going to pay careful attention to our own work so we can get the satisfaction of a job well done, and we won't need to compare, just like Galatians says. So we recognize that overwhelm. Yes, it's universal, but what can I do about it? Here, I'm going to hit you with three quick things that you can simplify in your life to reduce that overwhelm, to create and maintain a heart and home that is full of peace and hope and joy. So, Here are three things to simplify. Remember, we're all acknowledging, yes, technology is amazing, but it has crept in. And if we're not careful, if we don't put intentional boundaries, it can overtake, it can play too big of a role in our lives and steal our peace and hope and joy. So technology, activities, you know, yes, we love for our kids to be active and social, but we're going to look at our family values and draw some boundaries and say, you know, For our family's health, we are going to draw this boundary. And then also the academics. You know what? That really is mostly for those preteen and teen years, but taking an honest look as you make those decisions. So here we go together, guys. We know that we're all impacted by these three things. So how are we going to respond? Number one, simplify your intake. Simplify your intake is number one. Number two, simplify your calendar. Simplify your intake, simplify your calendar. And then number three, simplify your environment. We're going to respond to, we're going to minimize and reduce our overwhelm by simplifying our lives as much as possible. 
We are going ASAP, as simple as possible. Simplify your intake, simplify your calendar, and simplify your environment. And I know if you're operating in overwhelm, you're thinking, well, that would be nice, but there's no way I can do any of this. You need to get a friend. Maybe it is your spouse. Maybe it is a circle of friends and you go, okay, I'm operating in overwhelm. I recognize it now. Please help me figure out what I can simplify. Simplify your intake. The truth of the matter is, even when you feel like you have nothing you can control, that life is happening to you, you can control more than you think you can. Odds are You can control what you read, what you watch, what you listen to. Sure, work may require your reading, watching, and listening to some things, but be intentional about the choices you're making with your music, your podcast, your TV, your social media. Be mindful and be intentional. Mute any accounts that trigger angst or envy or fear. Have no phone zones. Draw some boundaries. I'm not going to look at my phone until this time. I'm not going to look at any device until this time. I'm going to turn off all devices at this time. Be intentional. We process all these thoughts and feelings. We said overwhelm is being overcome, overtaken, or overpowered by thoughts and feelings. We are not creating periods of solitude in our lives. We process all those thoughts and feelings when our minds are at rest. And we're never letting our minds be at rest. So create solitude. And you create that by monitoring your intake and by simplifying your intake. Be quiet in the car. When you wake up, think, okay, today I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be mindful about everything that impacts my thoughts. Cal Newport, the author of Digital Minimalism, defines solitude like this. The subjective state at which your mind is free from input, free from input from other minds and distractions, free from input. So make sure there are periods of time in your day that are free from input from other minds and distractions. Start small. Start small. You can limit your social media, your TV. Just choose something. I'm going to throw in here, monitor your news source. We recommend Smart Her News. Smart Her News is an Instagram account. She also has a website. She's a mom, and she gives you the news in bullet points. Digestible. Simplify your intake. Be aware and be intentional. And then simplify your calendar. Do what you can to simplify your life. No dot days. Buffer between meetings, activities. Buffer days between trips and busy days. Downtime. Periods of solitude. There's no guilt for downtime, no guilt for no dot days. I say no dot days because on my iPhone, if I have an activity on my calendar on that day, there's a dot. And so I will look at the month view of my calendar and make sure I have some no dot days. And I feel no guilt for no dots. Minimize those extracurricular activities, the APs and the activities, birthday parties, all the things. It's okay, guys. You look around and you think, well, we're going to be missing out. But at what expense? At what expense? Know your child's needs. Know your needs. And find a rhythm that works for you. Simplify your intake. Simplify your calendar. I'm giving you permission. Some of you feel like, well, I don't want my child to miss out. Miss out on what? 
Downtime is necessary and required for emotional and mental health development. And so we want to make sure we're providing that too. So simplify your intake, simplify your calendar, and simplify your environment. And by the way, when I say your child, this also pertains to you, your calendar, your activities. So simplify your intake, simplify your calendar, simplify your environment. Maybe you just start by organizing your purse. Clean out your purse. It's amazing what that can do. Clean out your car. Is that overwhelming? Just start with the front seat then. Just start with the front seat. Do something and start small. Start small. Simplify your environment. If your closet is overwhelming, don't knock that out yet. Start with your junk drawer. Start with one thing. Clean it out. We need order in our environment and we need less. Clean off your kitchen counter. Give away some stuff, some clothes. Simplify your life. That's the best response to overwhelm is simplifying. You can do it, guys. We can work together to create hearts and homes that are hopeful and peaceful. We can lean in and lean on simply by being intentional. Look, I know it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And it requires effort. And it also requires you to say, you know what? I am going to embrace my responsibility for my heart and my responsibility for my home. And I understand that my boundaries, when it comes to simplifying, may be different from my neighbors, my friends, my sisters. We have to say, you know what? This is what's right for me right now. And we can do it if we work together, cheer each other on. I have to have grace for myself, compassion, and grace for others. And I'm not going to be offended if she says no to an activity, another mom, because she just needs downtime. I'm going to respect that. And then I will be okay if other people don't understand when we need downtime, when I need downtime. And moms, it is not selfish to take time for yourself to have some solitude, to take time for yourself to recharge You can do this. Recognize your overwhelm. Be honest with the symptoms you're experiencing. And then say, I don't have to live this way. There are tiny things I can do to make a big difference, to reduce the overwhelm so that I can live with hope and peace and joy and my children can drink from my overflow. We're gonna do this together. We're gonna recognize and respond to and reduce our overwhelm together. Yes, it is a universal phenomenon, but we are anything but normal around here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fearless Mom Podcast. Through every conversation, every practical tool, and every moment we can point a mom to hope, we are so honored and grateful to share it with you. And if you're loving these conversations, let your friends know. Tell them about the Fearless Mom podcast. It's the best way for moms to find out about our show. Also, we'd love it if you'd share a review or maybe leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on Instagram at fearless underscore mom to stay up to date on all things Fearless Mom on all news and all events. We'll see you next time. And remember, mom, you're not alone. We're all in this together.